Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. I wish I knew. We're going to find out a little bit more today at practice. You know, obviously, he ran and did some things last week, but it wasn't, you know, stopping starts and things of that nature. As of right now, well, he's going to do some things today as much as he possibly can do, and, and hopefully it goes well. Uh, we need him to say he's going to play or not play right now, and this is not has nothing to do with A&M or who knows or what. I really don't know right now. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my tastes like Here on 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon. This afternoon is a Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. So we're going to talk about all the things that are bothering us in the world of sports. And we'd like to hear from you. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Ecker Live Fan Feedback. After me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And today, we're going to have Razorback offensive lineman Joshua Braun joining us in the 2 o'clock hour. Thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance. Always great to catch up with uh, Josh and talk about uh, not only the the previous game that Arkansas matched up against with LSU, but also look ahead towards the Texas A&M game. So, looking forward to catching up with him. And we'll also have Dudley Dawson on with us in the 3 o'clock hour, not only just to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on with recruiting and, and some of those purposes, but also, as uh, I'm sure if people have listened to The Zone today and uh, even Morning Mayhem and check social media, really, there's been a huge conversation about player mental health and uh, some of the comments made by Sam Pittman yesterday. And Dudley's been someone who's covered this game a long time and he feels very strongly about it. So we'll have him on to discuss uh, some of the changes that he's seen in players and especially in student-athletes from uh, you know, decades ago to where they're at right now and, and talking about that importance. So really looking forward to catching up with him and, and everything dealing with that, too. And, uh, well, I guess we'll have our final qualifier, too, for the uh, Southwest Classic contest uh, that we'll have here on Out of Bounds is the winner will be announced on Morning Mayhem tomorrow morning. So really looking forward to uh, seeing how all that plays out. We'll give you some details on who and how you can uh, get qualified for that in the final qualification here on Out of Bounds, too. But, you know, speaking of... Uh, you know the whole mental health thing. Uh, you know, again, it's been a it's been a pretty widely discussed thing at all levels and in all circumstances in sports, especially. But college athletes definitely being one, high school athletes being one, and of course professional athletes even into the mix too. It's just amazing how uh, you know things have just changed. Where sometimes we may not understand fully what goes into it as far as how players feel or how people feel, but. Uh, I think it's uh, it's a pretty important topic to discuss, especially in this day and age, and especially in the social media age, where there's so much access to everybody in it, too. Yeah, it's definitely an important topic, and uh, it is something that needs special attention, and it's something that may have not been put out there as much as it needed to in the past, but now that there's a focus and an emphasis on um, he- mental health and mental illness and everything that goes with it, then uh, now people are starting to be more aware of some of the things that go on, and they're getting the information that they need. And that's what's been needed to kind of 
make everybody know that this is a real real thing and it's not just something that is imaginary something that somebody is using as an excuse it's something that is real and it affects people in real life yeah it's a very serious thing in that regard too so uh you know this is all based on some comments that sam Pittman, the head coach for arkansas made uh, just during uh, a press conference yesterday that he held when talking about some specific examples and some specific players and even dealing with max fletcher the punter and uh, his, his story was extremely interesting, but also gives a little bit of background into why it's so important, not only to Sam Pittman, but to the players as well. Mental health is a big, big deal. Um, we talk about it. We we have several guys that are in counseling. Um, we encourage it. <laughs> Fletcher was at practice on Monday. He's lower and low. Now what by him? I become that counselor at times. I walked by him. I said, hey, Max, what's wrong with you? Social media. I said, I ain't going to tell you everything I said. But but I said, well, they say it, Max. Went to Australia to get a 10-yard punter and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Why'd you go all that way to get a guy that can't kick and all that? And I said, Max, they didn't say I'm fat on there, did they? He said... Yes, sir. I said, what about my chest? Did they say anything about that? He started smiling then. He said, yes, sir. And I said, was I supposed to get fired on Sunday? He said, yes, sir. <laughs> I said, well, I'm still here. They got two out of three right, you know. And uh, and then I think a big part of him is, you know, he punted once for 53 yards and then he did the fake and I was really happy for him. But to answer your question, there's a lot of – we talk about a lot of things and one of them happens to be mental health uh, that we need to help these kids. There's a lot more going on in their life right now than possibly when I was a kid. If you know, And I think a lot of it has to do with this. You know, there's a lot of good about this, but there's also if you get, go the wrong direction with it, it can it can spoil your day or whatever. So that was Sam Pittman uh, discussing a little bit more specifically about uh, the mental health and what is going on kind of behind the scenes. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons where we can discuss this and it gets discussed. But to me, honestly, I know I think it's one of those deals to where as human beings, sometimes we kind of forget where we're at or who we are and you know when especially in the social media age we get frustrated we get angry because you know sports can do that to us it's an emotional game it's a passionate game and we have a lot of passion but uh, i think stuff like this and just friendly reminders about stuff like this is, is just helping them remember that you know we're still human beings we're still gonna you know have mistakes and we're still gonna make mistakes and, and everything and it's just a matter of how do you handle it and make sure you're handling it the right way no matter what even if it's in a tense situation it's very important to always remember that, you know, if you're tweeting at someone or going after someone, it's still someone that's a human being. And would you be someone that would say that to their face if you weren't behind the keyboard of social media? Probably not. But uh, you got to remember that these are student athletes. These are kids. These are still people that are just trying to do the best that they can. And it weighs heavy on them with a lot of negativity that sometimes comes their way. That's that's the key. The people that are going after, criticizing the players, coaches, like it's it's one thing to be critical, but then when you include them in the criticism on social media, you you tag them in it. There's no reason to tag them in it. If you have a complaint, you go on and and you complain about it. Maybe you have some kind of open session where you're talking to other people that are on the same platform and you have the same general ideas of what you saw, what you thought. But there's no reason to include them in that. No, and in fact, you know, like what we do here on this show. Uh, we, you know, we've been critical of individuals in, in their play. Uh, we've had callers that have been in critical of individuals in their play. But you know, it's not like on our phone lines we're calling up that player and trying to get them on the radio show and just be like, hey, we're going to tell you how bad you are and these are the problems. Like, it, it's a matter of the form of discussion. And that's what I think a lot of people can do and can, ha- and can be able to help themselves out with. But yeah, when you start directing it towards them, and even when it becomes... Uh, personal, you know, like I think most people can handle criticism of their own work or their own job. At least they should, you know, if the people don't think that they're doing a good job in whatever regard, if they get criticism from somebody, then, you know, it's either you ignore it or it doesn't bother you. Or you just continue to move on or you could take it constructively and try to 
get better from it. But when you're just doing like personal attacks and things that uh, way, it's it that's when it starts to get a little bit too much and, and too much crossing the line, uh, no matter who you are, because it's a different day and age with the social media deal. Like everybody's on it, and suddenly, you know, before, what if you had a problem with a player or something like that? What'd you do? You just talk to people about it or you uh, called in on a sports talk radio show and voiced it or, or whatever and and that way they still may have gotten the message but it you know that's something that they could avoid if they wanted to right they can avoid it on social media but they spend so much time on there it becomes hard to avoid unless they just take the stance where it's like not looking at it at all yeah and and that's the whole point is like you you now have random people who are complete strangers who may not even be who they say they are. I mean, you can make any sort of social media account with some random picture of some random name. You have no idea who they are. They could be somebody that you know personally. They could be somebody that is a fan of another team just to get at you. I mean, there's just so many things and so many elements to it all that it's really tough to break down. And I think that that's why Sam Pittman and, and coaches and players, it's like, you know, it, it's tough to be able to go through it all where you have the side of it of being on social media and being interactive with people, with fans, with uh, recruits, you know, whatever it is. And then the downside of it is, and especially in the sports age, it's like if things go wrong or if things get, you know, go badly or whatever it may be, you have a bad play, everyone's watching it, everyone sees it, and everyone wants to uh, com- criticize or complain about it. It's just the people that, as you said, Joe, directs it towards them and tags them in it and goes after them in that regard. That, to me, is where... I, I don't know why you would ever do that. I don't know why anyone would ever do it, and you shouldn't do it. Like, I just don't understand what you, what what is your purpose going to be from that? Like, what are you trying to gain from that, other than just like, does it make you feel better if you go after like, hey, I'm gonna tag I'm gonna tag Max Fletcher in this tweet, and I'm gonna tell him what I think. Like, does that make you feel better? Maybe, but even then, it makes you makes you look pretty weak and pretty small, in my opinion, of course. It's it's hard to avoid for them. Um, in the past, they would say. You know, it'd be something like, do you pay attention to what's being said about you in, in the papers? Do you read that? No, we don't pay attention to it. That That's easy. You you don't read the paper. You don't read what's being said. When it's more directed to you and it's, it's there online, which is everywhere, it becomes harder to avoid, and that's kind of what they're facing. Yeah, and it's it, trying to avoid it is a lot easier said than done. And, you know, this is a very interesting topic to me because I know – just firsthand, you know, with kind of the power of social media and what it can have on people. But I also know on the other side of it, too, it's like some people feel like, ah, you just got to get over it. You got to get stronger. You got to, you know, back in my day or whatever, you never had to deal with this stuff. But there's also the other side of it, too, where there may be some times where you just had need people to, to kind of tough it out and kind of just to get over it and trying to just deal with criticism. Like there, there's extremes on both sides, but I think everybody can agree, and at least I would hope everybody would agree, that attacking anybody or getting after somebody or trying to make somebody uh, feel extremely small, somebody you don't even know and wouldn't even say to their face, that's not something that's going to be healthy for anybody in any regard. Don't respond to it either. That, yeah. That'll take away from a lot of it happening is if, uh, if, if you give some kind of response, that's going to make that person even more active. And if you don't respond to it, maybe they go away. But if they don't, just... If, if the comments start to get to you, just stop reading them. Mm-hmm. Go, go on to something else, do something else, and get away from those comments. Yeah, do whatever you can to get away from it, but uh, also on the other side, do whatever you can to avoid doing those things, too. That's that's what it's all about. But we'll talk more about the, the mental health aspect. I know we already got people that are texting in on our Southern Structural Solutions text line, as well as the Asher Record Life fan feedback. You can call or text in, folks. Remember, 501-661-1037 is that number. We'll get to more Out of Bounds here on a Trigger Tuesday coming up next, so stay with us. NFL legend Dan Hampton joins Morning Mayhem each week for a little football talk courtesy of Metro Towing and Recovery and Central Termite and Pest Control. Arkansas head coach Sam Pittman spoke to the media yesterday about turning the page from LSU to Texas A&M. During the conference, he mentioned freshman tight end Luke has his growing role. Luke himself 
catches the ball incredible, and uh, he can run, you know, so we continue to work on his blocking, but he's a big-time weapon, you know, running routes, and we're adding stuff for him each week. Saturday's kickoff versus Texas A&M is set for 11 a.m. Coverage will start at 7 a.m. on the buzz with the Hogwild pregame show thanks to Mud Connections. And the Arkansas Travelers return to action for Game 2 of the Texas League Championship Series tonight versus the Amarillo Sod Poodles. It's winner go home as the Travs trail in the three-game series 1-0. First pitch is set for 7.05. Coverage can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Pat Bradley Fabruskis. Come watch all the NFL games this week at Little Rock's number one sports bar. Monday night's NFL doubleheader is Eagles versus the Bucks and Rams versus the Bengals. Thursday night NFL action is the Lions at Green Bay. And Sunday the doors open 11 a.m. with drink specials and gridiron brunch for a full slate of NFL games. Next Monday NFL, it's the Seahawks versus the Giants. For more info, check us out. Brewski'spubandgrub.com. Brewski's, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Tune in every Friday morning to hear Danny West from Hogsports.com on Morning Mayhem. Brought to you by HJ Trailer Sales. They've got truck beds and utility trailers for every type of job and a service facility for maintenance and repair. Local folks with great products, visit them online at HJTrailerSales.com or in person at 808 Albert Pike in Hot Springs. Trey Schapp and Chris Shinnup with Arkansas Urology. Chris, it's the 19th annual kickoff to men's health event, this time coming to North Little Rock. Yeah, Trey, we've had a great month, and we're excited to get to our clinic in North Little Rock, 4200 Stockton Drive, on Thursday, September 28th. Gentlemen, 40 and over, it's time for them to get screened, is it not? That's right, and like our CEO, Scott Davis, says you come in for a free screen, and you might win a 65-inch flat screen TV. 501-263-0926 for more information, sponsored by Baptist Health. River Valley Tractor, your leading Kubota dealer of Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor is closer than you think. A company that cares for you is right around the corner. RiverValleyTractor.com. With five great locations to better serve you, visit River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, or Pine Bluff today, or find them at RiverValleyTractor.com. Work smarter, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. tailgating this football season, Edwards Food Giant is your MVP when it comes to a hassle-free tailgate party. Pulled pork smoked to perfection, along with an ultimate lineup of sides and essentials that'll make your taste buds cheer and your tailgate setup a breeze. The Edwards team also features even more delicious meats like chicken, brisket, ribs, and smoked sausage, all straight from their own smokehouse. And it can all be found by clicking edwardsfoodgiant.com or by visiting your local Edwards Food Giant store. Edwards Food Giant is your MVP. edwardsfoodgiant.com Justin Anchor reminding you that Sturter Pro Painters is here to help you as we transition from summer into fall. And if you're thinking about doing something to the outside of your home, maybe it's long overdue, Sturter Pro Painters is here to help. Have them come over, give you an estimate, and they can help walk you through the process of what it'll take to get it done. They can help you out with the color selection and everything else you need to get the job done right. Each Sturter Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at SturterPro.com. That's Serta with a C. For your home, for your business, get your place looking right with the help of my friends at Sturter Pro Painters. Want to voice your opinion so you don't have to hear the same terrible callers every day? Are you behind on your credit card bills? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Is your landlord ready to evict you? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Does your girlfriend think you're a worthless loser? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Then call or text 501-661-1037 to help the cause. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Third down goal to go, just outside the five. In the gun, K.J. Bad snap, balls on the ground. Jefferson picks it up, rolling right. Got a man, touchdown, Arkansas. Armstrong in the back of the end zone. The snap hit the turf. K.J. never panicked, picked it up, rolled right. And the throw was right on the money. On 103.7 The Buzz.
Not about there on a Trigger Tuesday. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. So we've been uh, we're talking about uh, some mental health and what goes on with uh, student athletes and just athletes in general uh, on social media. And uh, it was funny. I saw somebody, Joe, when they were talking about coaches on social media and whatnot. And hey, you know, in this day and age, can you really, uh, you know, be successful as a college coach if you're not on social media, talking to kids and whatnot? I was like, well. Nick Saban's not on it, but I feel like he's probably more the exception to the rule when it comes to not being on social media and still having a lot of success with it. Uh, yeah, it is one of those things where you want to use it for recruiting purposes, but you don't necessarily have to be active on a daily basis. Right. No. You can just kind of like check in every so often, you know, retweet to some player every so often. Or have somebody pay attention, and if something stands out that you need to respond to, then there it is. Yeah. Because I don't even think there's many NFL coaches. Start thinking of like the... Maybe some more of the old school guys, but like I know Bill Belichick's not on it. Uh, I don't think Andy Reid is on it uh, on social media or anything. So they, there's no need for them to be on it. Yeah, in fact, it'd just probably be only negative things that would happen uh, by them being on social media. So uh, yeah, hey, listen, everybody's different. Everybody handles it differently. So uh, that's just the way it goes. But uh, let's go to the phone lines. J.K. is in Fairfield Bay. What's up, J.K.? Hey, guys, the other day, Wally was on the morning show, and he was talking about there was, at one point, only three people that they interviewed for the Arkansas job, and one of them was Prime and then Sam Pittman. Do you guys think that Arkansas is within the top 15 as far as getting a job, a step up to a coach, and all hung up and You're talking about right now, J.K.? If if, uh, they were in need for... Yeah, a top 15 job? Yeah, I mean, is this a step up to anybody? Does anybody want to come to Arkansas? I'm just saying, I don't want to get rid of Sam Pittman. Is that a step up? Or, you know, is it a top 15 job? Hmm. Not, not necessarily a top 15 job, but yes, you can always find a coach that wants to take the job. And especially this situation now is different from what it was when Sam Pittman took the job. You did have several coaches turn the ju- down at the time, but it was based on what was going on here. It was like you had to completely rebuild it. Yeah, well, I, I think it would be a good job, so I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, no problem. Take care, J.K. Yeah, appreciate it, J.K. Uh, yeah, because like you said, Joe, sometimes the circumstances is different where, like when Petrino got fired, the, the, the job was looked at a lot differently, you know, in the, uh, the the level of job that it was than what it was looked at after Chad Morris got fired. You know, it was like it's all about what what is the perception of it, and I'm I'm not saying that's the main reason why, but say what you want about Brett Bielma, but when they hired him, that was a major hire. Like that was a big time hire. A guy who just won three Big Ten titles and had success at Wisconsin at a high level, and so I would would Brett Bielma have taken that job or would it have appealed to him at that time? Arkansas was coming off of like back-to-back losing seasons. Like I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe not. Probably not. But you know, it's just about the perception of what you've done, and then do coaches see, hey, that's a place I can be successful at, and what I need to be successful. We're at. also talking about a different time in the sense that since then, with NIL transfer portal, and we see what can be done. Now you have coaches that may be more likely to take a job when they feel like it has to be built from the ground up because they know they can go in and flip the entire roster. They can bring in so many players, 30 or more players, and have uh, so many players leave, which is, in their minds, they know that players are going to leave when a new coach comes in. So half the work is already being done for you when you get there, and you just have to bring in some of the players that you want to have a part of that roster. And I don't think any coach goes in with this exact mentality, but maybe there's a little bit of it where if they go into – a place that say you know had back-to-back two-win seasons, and maybe they're in a maybe a, a one, somewhat winnable conference, or they at least have some things about their program that can help you be successful. And maybe looking at it was like, hey, our uh, the expectation's pretty low. You know, I have a low bar to get over. So you know, as long as I can just go in there and uh, build it up, I may have a longer leash. Like maybe they'll uh, you know look at it as far as you know, like for instance, if you go into say the Florida job. It's like you know you got two years, really. If if that, like, <laughs> not necessarily with Florida. <laughs> yeah, well, like even yeah, it's exactly like it's like not even maybe two years, but like you know that that's the thing where it's like hey, if you don't get it going quick, fast, and in a hurry, you're going to be out. But there's also other places too where 
if they've just not had success, trying to get back, trying to get some things going, that you know they'll be like, hey, we'll give you four years, five years, whatever it may be before we really start uh, getting upset. It just depends on the program, depends on where it's at. But yeah, with Florida as that example, they unless they have like a mass exodus because. They have a track record of getting rid of coaches when things are going well. Not necessarily it's top-notch and, and they're you know where they want to be, but things are going in the right direction. They have eight or nine-plus wins. They, they may go to the SEC championship game. They get rid of coaches at that point. They don't necessarily wait until they have a five-win season. They'll get rid of a coach when they're winning, yeah. and everything is – is that at a certain level where you can go in there and you can win right away? Yeah, because I think every coach since Florida had Urban Meyer has been fired from Florida for lack of success, and every one of those coaches won the SEC East at some point, Don. Like, Will Muschamp won it, uh, Jim McElwain won it, uh, Dan Mullen won it, and, you know, Billy Napier, man, if, if you think that they fired them after just a couple of years, three years, Billy Napier's not even really anywhere close to winning the SEC East at this point in time, especially because of Georgia. So, yeah, they they won't tolerate any sort of uh, patience over there when it comes to the success of their team. But, yeah, that's it's, it's, it's going to end up hurting them at some point, though, because the idea behind letting a coach go and getting the next coach is you feel like this is somebody that's going to be better for the situation, gets you to where you want to be. After a while, if they keep with this pattern, they will be in a situation where – of course, they'll find a coach to, to coach the team, but you're going to have some of those guys that probably wouldn't be, you know, quick, as quick to take that job as, you know, looking at other jobs where they, you know, fill out the situation and they may feel like that one isn't right because of the way that coaches are treated in such a short amount of time. Yeah, unless I just uh, got some sort of major buyout, you know, like, hey, if, you fi- if we fire you within two years, here's $40 million. you know, something like that make it feel a little bit better. But you're right. You don't want to have that reputation as a program, and you're not going to get uh, attracted to the high-quality coaches that normally may be attracted because of your track record of just, hey, you got you got a year or two, and if not, you're out. Like, it's almost like they, they feel like it, nothing is ever good enough. Like, mm-hmm. you can do so much, but it's still not good enough unless you, you just achieve the pinnacle in winning a national championship. And if you anything short of that... It's never going to be good enough for them. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, so on the Structure Solutions text line, got a lot of people have uh, been chiming in on here. Uh, TP and uh, Little Rock says, what triggers me today is when you fake a punt or field goal and still end up kicking anyway due to the poor play calling. Yeah, that can be understandable, like in the Arkansas game. But it's a really cool little uh, fake field goal, though, with Max Fletcher being out there. Uh, let's see. This comes from the 501. says, I can only imagine what an athlete on, a, on that platform goes through mentally. Negativity weighs, weighs on you no matter what the situation is, and it can be exhausting to read the comment section, and they should disable, be disabled for the most part. See, that would be, again, I'm not going to tell anybody what to do, but if, you have, if you're someone that has issues with seeing negativity and all that stuff, either one, get off social media entirely, but if you don't want to do that, yeah, just make your account private, you only see stuff that you want to see, uh, you know, block some accounts that are getting after you. Just There's ways that you can make it to where you're, you know, Cutting off the negativity, but still being present on social media. There's still ways you can find a way to make that work. If you want to. Correct. Like people can go about doing things the way they want to do it, and if they just don't want to deal with it, then that's the reason for getting away from it. Also from the Asher Record Life and Feedback, Emma says, uh, John, sadly, there have also been personal attacks on listeners from some buzz personalities on the air. I always remember a long time ago when a listener, listener actually went on location and confronted your current GM. Listener said exactly what you just mentioned and what and that he would trash him on the air, but he would not say it to their face. Thankfully, the JM said you're probably right. Thankfully, as far as we know, there were no fireworks and have been no confrontation since that time. Well, I, I mean, I don't, I'm assuming that's probably something that happened, but yeah, it's you, you, things is, is like when that all happens and then you get confronted in person, that's when the problems start to arise. And you don't need that. Like, there's just no room for that. We just need to be a lot nicer to everybody, too. From the 501 says, I muted the words Swift and Kelsey on Twitter. <laughs> You got got tired of it, huh? Five hundred one, the Swift and Kelsey Swifties, maybe. Which I saw these jerseys went up four hundred percent in sales. That Travis was Kelsey. that was expected. That is no surprise. Incredible, like the impact that I don't like her, but the impact that she has on branding and, and promotion is, is incredible. The NFL's loving every bit of it, though, loving every bit of it. Also, Hacker and Harrison says I'm yearning for a time 
for the time a former coach tries to drag the current tro- coach on social media. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you, John? Huh. Yeah, I, I would I would know a little bit about that, Hacker. Just a slight bit, a little bit about that. <laughs> and then uh, from the 501 says, why isn't the social media department just handling his account for him if, he, if the hate bothers him so much? I think that that's what they were doing. He even said, part of the press conference, too, pointed at Kyle Parkinson, who's the SID for Arkansas. He's like, he, he was upset. He got mad at me for deleting it because he's the one that also is very much involved and has access to the account. But, yeah, that's they have a team of it. But still, I think Pittman ultimately has, you know, it's his Twitter account. Like, he still has it. He just <laughs> didn't want to deal with it. So, uh, I wonder how many, like, I'd love to know. I don't think we'll ever find out. But I'd love to know, like, which coach or player or whatever has the biggest team handling a social, like, one social media account. Like, is it just a couple people? Is it, like, a, a team of ten people? Like... What could it be? Because some of them are pretty intense, like when it comes to the videos and the production and all that. Like Lane Kiffin, is it just him? Or does he have other people helping him out too? He's pretty active on Twitter. Always wondered that. It seems like it's, it's him for the most part. Mm-hmm. Maybe for the fun comments. Uh, yeah, I, which I appreciate that. It, and Okay, so if, if they have people that work with them, that part of it is more about just monitoring in case... You know, the coach can't pay attention to it all the time. For or sure. They don't necessarily need to be paying attention to it all the time. So you want to have other people that can monitor certain things that come up that are of importance. Yeah. Again, this is with, with the recruiting and, you know, when coaches DM recruits or D- recruits DM coaches and how, however all that works, I mean, that, that's part of it too where head coach for no matter what, they got a lot going on. They got a lot on their plate. And so doing with something like that probably uh, needs a lot of help and a lot of attention from other people too. Let's go to J.D., who's in Austin. What's up, J.D.? Hey. Uh, so, about the whole uh, Pittman Twitter account deal there. Um, so, Kiffin and, and all of his endeavors, uh, Tennessee, USC, you name it, he never deleted his Twitter account, okay? And God knows it got way hotter for him than it's even thought about getting for Pittman. Uh, for Pittman to delete his account at the first little glimpse of heat that he's really had in this job uh, to me shows a lot of weakness, quite frankly. I mean, if you don't have any thicker skin than that, I, I, quite frankly, I don't know what you're doing coaching, especially in the SEC West. Right? So, I mean, you're going to have some adversity. You're going to have some people that uh, that come out and say those things when, when you're not doing you know what you're paid to do, and he, and he is paid to do that billions of dollars. Uh, and so to just delete your Twitter account, to me, shows a couple of different things. One, a lack of awareness to say, hey, this is actually a huge recruiting tool, and this looks really bad to recruits when, you know, the moment things get hot, I just go and run and hide and delete my account. Uh, and number two, like I said before, I think it shows a lot of weakness. Um, there's, there's a lot of head coaches in this league that have taken a lot more heat than he has, and they never even thought about deleting their account. So that's that's all I all I had to say about it. Thank you guys. Hey, J, well, JD, um, as far as y- you have valid points there, but think about who we're talking about. Talking about Lane Kiffin and, and Sam Pittman. And to your point, to begin initially, Lane Kiffin is somebody who enjoys social media, and we know he does. Sam Pittman, on the other hand, we don't know, you know, if he enjoys it or if, or if he doesn't, but you know, leaning more towards he's he's not somebody who just is enthralled with it like Lane Kiffin is. So from the start, you're talking about a difference in somebody who just enjoys everything about it and enjoys kind of going back and forth and putting funny comments out there in Lane Kiffin. And then Sam Pittman may not be that way. And so that's why he's somebody that's more inclined to go the direction that he did, whereas Lane Kiffin, you mentioned it, all the criticism that came with him, and uh, what he's been through, but he enjoys it to the point that he will take all that on because he knows that he's going to use it as a tool for other means, you know, from now until whenever. Yeah, and, and another thing, too, with that is, you know, everybody's different. Every individual's different. I know everyone's heard about some people respond better or do the best job that they can with positive reinforcement. Some people thrive when things come at them. Like when they start getting a lot of heat and their back's against the wall, they thrive more in that. We're all different as individuals. So I don't have any... And to go to J.D.'s point, I understand what you're saying. And this that's even Sam Pittman brought up. He's like, I know people say I got a lot of money. 
make all this money, so therefore you should handle it. To an extent, yeah, I agree. But at the same time, that's not what he gets paid for. He gets paid to win games. That's what he gets paid for. I don't care if he's on social media or not. I don't care if he's Wayne Kiffin type on social media or if he's Sam Pittman type on social media. I don't care what they do. I don't care what they tweet. I don't care what their political affiliation is. I don't care what their religion is. I don't care about any of that. What I care about, are you winning or are you losing? That's the only thing I care about as a fan. And if you're not winning, then we'll find somebody else that will. That's it. I don't care about anything else but dubs. That's it. And so if you want to get off Twitter, then that's fine. That's fine. I, I don't care. Because here's the deal. If Sam Pittman gets off Twitter and say they win a few games and reel them off, suddenly that's not even going to be a thing anymore. No one's going to be bringing it up because he won. But because things are going bad and they're, they've lost a couple games, that's when it gets brought up. But to me, I don't care what you do. Just win games. That's all I care about what my coach does. And, and don't do the deal and not saying this you know, towards Sam Pittman, but just in general, don't do the deal where it's like, you win now. You want to be on there. You lose. You don't. You don't want to be on there. Don't. Don't do that. You have to be a certain way through wins and losses. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's. We'll see if he uh, ends up bringing it back out. I know he says he well, used he it. He said he he planned on it anyway. Yeah, because I think they're going to force him to just for the recruiting angle. But yeah, I mean it's it's something to where if it's something that works out for him or it's something that's a positive for them and the team. I that's all I care about. Just winning. That's all I care about. Lee's in Little Rock. What's up, Lee? Hey. Uh... Yeah, I I think we need to slow down a little bit on trying to run the coach out of town already, man. (laughs) Um, Do you remember last year at A&M game uh, how well it went in the first half and the uh, the player made a bad play, fumbled the ball at the goal line. Uh, The coach didn't have anything to do with that. And that pretty much turned the whole season. And uh, K.J. went down with an injury and we had a terrible season. Now, and we did not have a backup quarterback. Uh, did now? I don't think coaching had anything to do with that. And then this year we've got a fairly new team, and there I've seen a lot of bonehead plays by players. And there may be a you know a little bit of coaching issue, uh, you know, a bad call here and there that happened. But I think we're just going a little overboard trying to run the coach out of town and. And all upset because he wants to get off of Twitter, man. He can do that if he wants to. I mean, come on. Hmm. That's the problem with social media. You have a handful of people out there, and and you and you hear all that negativity. Most people don't feel that way. But, um, yeah, he's, he's the grown man. He can get off of Twitter if he wants to. Exactly what did he say? What did he say about it? You talking about what he said about getting off Twitter and why? Yeah, yeah, what did, yeah. What did he say? He, he was essentially saying that, Saw a lot of personal attacks that he didn't think was right uh, about his physical appearance, about things that had uh, bigger to do with football, and he said he just uh, got rid of it, tired of seeing it, essentially. Hmm. It's, I think that's what I would do, too. I mean, who who needs that kind of negativity? Yeah. Uh, but he's there coaching the team today, and uh, and we'll see how they do this weekend. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, uh, and KJ should show up and show out. Uh, I, he should, you know, after what happened uh, last year, you think he would try to make up for that if he could. Yeah, let's so, hope so. Let's hope anyway. so, Lee. We appreciate you calling right, in, man. All right, thanks. Yeah, thanks for calling in, Lee. And I agree with you, man. It's like, you know, I, I get that. You know, you know, we could sit here and debate about whether or not to be on social media or to not be on social media, but if, if, just win games. And then if you do that, I don't care what you do. Nobody should care what you do as long as you're winning. But we have to take a commercial break because when we come back, we'll get to what's trending in the world of sports. Presented by West Rock Coffee. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned. In a world of inflated car payments and sky-high interest, Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is taking their inventory to the nines. Call 501-945-4444. Get Sierra 1500 with the 5.3 V8 engine at just 0.9%. Plus, Guadney will double down with an additional $3,250 off when trading in a 2009 or newer vehicle. Guadney Buick GMC hasn't left out SUVs. Get 2023 GMC Terrain at just 1.9%. 
percent or 2024 Buick Encore GX at just 2.9%. And if you haven't noticed, the holidays are coming. So why not get all the way to 2024 with no payments for the rest of the year? Guadney, Buick, GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Guadney, Buick, GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Guadney for Buick, Guadney for GMC, Guadney for life. Jackalope Cycling is passionate about the Arkansas outdoors. To help you enjoy this beautiful state, Jackalope offers an array of bike rentals to get you on the trails. What about fly fishing from a bicycle? You can't do that, but Jackalope also offers fly rods, reels, waders, fly fishing accessories, outdoor and camping gear. Yeah, it'll be tough riding a bicycle and waders. But you can still enjoy the Arkansas outdoors with Jackalope Cycling in Russellville or JackalopeCycling.com. What's your Oaklawn? Maybe it's lounging under a cabana at our sparkling pool or unwinding with a massage at the luxurious Astral Spa. It could be dining in elegance, then hitting the casino for fun and high fives. And while you're here, you could explore thermal spas, dining and shopping on Bathhouse Row and Hot Springs National Park, just steps away from the resort. Discover your Oaklawn. Make reservations today at oaklawn.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Waiting is no fun. Like when you're hungry, waiting for the microwave. Waiting for the light to turn green when you're running late. Come on, come on, come on. Or waiting for your notoriously unpunctual friend to arrive at the bar, even though she just texted you five minutes away. Sure you are. At the payroll company, we know waiting stinks, which is why we pride ourselves on fast replies to our clients, doing payroll right and on time each month, and answering questions quickly and efficiently. The Payroll Company. Less headaches, more than payroll. Visit morethanpayroll.com. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. The case can be made that Clyde Smack Over Scott was the first Razorback legend. This three-time All-Southwest Conference player led the Hogs to their first bowl win, beating William and Mary, by the way, on his way to being the eighth pick in the 1948 NFL Draft, where he would win two NFL championships. Oh, by the way, he was also the silver medalist in the 110-meter hurdles in the 1948 Olympics in London. Absolutely remarkable. Speaking of legendary Arkansas institutions, Doublebees has 34 stores across the natural state for your convenience. When you're in a hurry, you can pay at the pump with your Exxon or Phillips 66 mobile apps. Doublebees, it's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Doublebees. The Bud Light Little Blue Book is back on Drive Time Sports. Each Thursday at 4, Brandon will open the Bud Light Little Blue Book, giving you a chance to call in and give your predictions like a pro. You can also submit your predictions on live fan feedback and the Buzz text line. Just give Randy the correct final score for the upcoming Razorback football game and the tiebreaker, and you win money. Courtesy of Bud Light, it's the Bud Light Little Blue Book only on Thursday nights on 103.7 The Buzz. For a full list of rules, visit 1037thebuzz.com. Unlike other shows, we don't talk over each other with old hee-haw jokes. It's bullcrap! Well, I ain't standing for this! Well, I ain't standing for this! Yeah, they're down! They're down! So call or text to actually be heard on Out of Bounds at 501-661-1037. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Coach, I asked you what the host of this party was going to be serving up today. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. On 103.7 The Buzz. Take the party wherever if you're we shopping go. shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has best deals in the market, been doing it 60-plus years. Give them a call, 501-982-2102. Take advantage of Guadney's exclusive loan and lease termination program. Let Guadney help you get out of the vehicle that you don't want and take advantage of no car payments for the rest of the year. Great deals on Silverado. 0% financing is available, and that is with approved credit. 2.1% on 2023 Equinox. Make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, GuadneyChevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on the vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. 
Get that service scheduled today. They have convenient service hours throughout the week. Also, Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon, in case you can't make it throughout the week, it's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer, Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It is a Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds, and uh, we're going to have what's trending in the world of sports here in just a little bit. Uh, I, I will say, you know, we were talking about, on the lighter side of it, the, the Travis Kelsey-Taylor Swift thing. I'm laughing about it because I know people personally, speaking of social media, that I know don't like football, never watch football, don't care for football. And it's mainly, you know, girls I went to high school with or whatever. But now I see them on social media. They got they got cheap stuff on. They, they're, they're, Cal, they're Travis Kelsey fans. They're, they're all about it. Really? Yeah. All it took was Taylor Swift. Yeah. That's all it took. I was like, well, I guess if uh, that, it's one way to grow the game, you know, going, going and having uh, Taylor Swift at your at your game and getting everybody else in sales and it, watching it and everything. It's a benefit, too, though, because that's nothing that they saw happening or they planned on, so it's a benefit. It's an added benefit. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no negative to it if you're the NFL or the Chiefs or anything. Uh, again, I just can't wait to see if you know they break up or if they lose or you know whatever. Because here's the thing. If they if the Chiefs like have some losses or whatever, people are going to bring up. And if Kelsey's bad in it, oh, I guess it's, he's just too distracted by Taylor Swift. But then if like they end up uh, breaking up, and they start to lose. It's going to be, oh, man, you know, he's really you're hurting from breaking up. Like, it's always going to be tied to whatever his performance is, whatever's going on with him and Taylor. So that's the downside to it. But, you know, I'm sure he, I'm sure he realized that when he uh, decided to uh, get into the dating game with Taylor Swift. I'm just upset. Well, I'm not upset, but I just think it's funny. Uh, when I met Travis Kelsey up in Kansas City a couple years ago for that basketball tournament when he came to watch Arkansas and Cincinnati play, he had a girl there, very attractive, and... It's like, man, what? I doubt he would have gone to that game with Taylor Swift. I, I doubt he would have gone to Arkansas-Cincinnati basketball if he and Taylor Swift were together. But we'll never know. Yeah, yeah, would have been fun. But, but uh, yeah, that's that's been well reported that he and his longtime girlfriend broke up. Uh, it's been a while, mm-hmm. but they were together for a while. Yeah. So he wasn't married. It was just his girlfriend. Right. Okay, gotcha. Uh, real quick for you, what's during the world sports? I was going to go to Jake and Cabot, but he's no longer there. So... We'll go ahead and jump into what is trending in the world of sports. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? Last night had a doubleheader of NFL Monday night games. And you had the Philadelphia Eagles taking care of business against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Bucks are undefeated no more. 25 to 11, the final score in this one, as it uh, was a good defensive battle there for a bit. But the Eagles are just really good. They got a good offense, and uh, it's just you know it's kind of expected, but uh, still, I think I think still think Tampa Bay is a really good team. I just think the Eagles are next level good. So, but yeah, I guess. Guess Baker will be able to bounce back, right? He'll be able to bounce back and get the team going, put him on his back. D- depending on who they're playing. Yeah, and uh, I see also that uh, from that last night's game, about 59% of the ticket sales in Tampa were Eagles fans. They were loud. You could hear it through the TV that they were chanting for the Eagles. So, yeah, yeah that that's something that has taken off and has been quite a trend with certain teams. Yeah, which was really cool. Like, I, I think if you're an Eagles fan, that's awesome. But... Uh, it kind of just shows you, like, with that and then adding, what was it, their, I want to call it their spring game, but whatever that practice was where they had a ton of people in the stadium. Doing practice? Yeah, like, just, like, it wasn't filled, but it was a massive amount of people or there. Or you talking about the Eagles one, the, the Eagles practice. The Eagles practice, okay. yeah. Like, when you saw how many fans showed up to that, it's like, they're they're next level excited about their team. And about yeah, the so, so a lot of teams, they do, um, they training camp is open for the public, but then they do a special deal, like, they may play at a high school or the Packers do one Friday night lights or something where it's it's actually, you know, it's a scrimmage mm-hmm. where you get to see a little more than just practice reps and things. So a lot of teams do have that concept where fans will point to that specific date to make sure they go see the team. Well, they were all there that day and they were all there last night too. And they were a part of uh, the Eagles getting the 25-11 to 11 victory. And on the other side of it, you had the Bengals and the Rams both these teams uh, were looking to uh, try to make something happen where it was a low-scoring game, but Bengals were able to get the victory 19-16. to 
and it was it was pretty ugly. It was pretty ugly uh, at times. And Joe Joe Burrow had a game last night where he didn't throw a touchdown pass. Went twenty six of forty nine for two hundred fifty nine yards. Did have an interception. Was sacked twice. But how about this from Matthew Stafford? Now he had he went eighteen of thirty three for two hundred sixty nine yards. Had a touchdown, two picks, but he was sacked six times last night as that defensive front for the Bengals was really causing some problems. But also, the Rams' offensive line was doing them no favors. Just not an overly uh, great offensive battle, but uh, the Bengals were able to come out in the second half and get a little scoring going. And Jamar Chase, without a doubt, was the star. 12 catches, 141 yards for him. Still got no touchdown. The only touchdown that was scored by the Bengals itself was by Joe Mixon, actually. So, uh, yeah, low-scoring game, but... Still, the Bengals desperately needed a win to try to get back into the winning column, too. It was good to get Jamar Chase going. That's what's been lacking for them in the past couple of games. And you know they they have threats on the outside with not only Jamar Chase but T. Higgins. They, they have a lot of talent on that team. And so the approach last night was to keep Joe Burrow clean, which they did for the most part, and get the ball to the playmakers. Mm-hmm. And they got the victory, which was the most important thing in the very end. Uh, so this story that we've been you know, discussing, I know it's been on ESPN, we're dealing with NFL players, and uh, Chandler Jones of the Raiders, uh, he obviously had some issues and took to social media, speaking of, talking about how messed up things were, and everyone was really wondering what was going on behind the scenes. Well, Chandler Jones uh, then posted on social media last night that he was taken to a hospital against his will by the Vegas Fire Department and later transferred to a behavioral health facility this past week. Uh, we know that he was placed on the non-football illness list last week, and they described it as a personal matter. But it certainly seems like looking out on social media and everything, it's he's uh, whatever it's going on. He's having some issues with, and that's that's a crazy thing. So hopefully, whatever's going on, he does get better from it. But uh, yeah, same. He's been put against as well. He's been on social media trying to, uh, I guess, portray his side of the story, but still a scary thing nonetheless. And also, it's okay for you Jets fans out there. Never fear, because. The Zach Wilson situation may be bad, but they decided to sign Trevor Simeon. So uh, you, have, you have him coming to the rescue for the New York Jets, for whatever that's worth. Uh, I don't know if that'll help anything, but you know, it doesn't hurt to have him on the team. What they said was Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, those were guys that were probably looking for more financially from the Jets, and they weren't willing to do that, so they went with Trevor Simeon. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. And, you know, it just got to the point where I'm like, hashtag anybody but Wilson. Because that's how I feel about it. It's, I'd yeah, love to see him get it. That Trevor Simeon is going to jump in there right away. But if they don't see more from Zach Wilson, then they could turn to Trevor Simeon. Yeah, I'm fine. Again, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I think we've all seen uh, enough of Zach Wilson. In fact, I know Joe Namath for sure has seen enough of Zach Wilson. We'll have that clip to play. It's pretty funny. But we are up against it. We'll take the top of the hour update when we come back. Joshua Braun will be joining us. Razorback offensive lineman, thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance. We'll get to that and a lot more in the second hour. Coming up next, stay with us. Registration is open for the 2023-1037 The Buzz Fall Golf Tournament, Tuesday, October 10th at the Burns Park Golf Course, presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go, shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor